0: Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give
1: him a heater.
0: And welcome to the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewig. He's Corey Pieper, as we are here for the World Series Edition uh, Volume 2 uh, <laughs> as we uh, get set for, uh, as we are recording this year, Game 5, uh, the pivotal Game 5 in this uh, series uh, that has been uh, some boring baseball uh, as well as uh, by some of the most exciting baseball you'll ever find. It has been an interesting series. Uh, you've had players that you expected to, uh, to do uh, exactly what you pay them to do. Uh, Clayton Kershaw was Clayton Kershaw in game one. Uh, you have uh, Mookie Betts doing Mookie Betts <laughs> things. Uh, and uh, Randy Arena says that he's part of that I equation guess. too and continues to surge. Uh, and then we also are looking at game four. And what that means in baseball lore uh, in the, now the histories of uh, World Series gone by. Where does that rank with everything? So, lots to cover uh, in what's been a, a wonderful uh, World Series to this point. Uh, it's dead even, and uh, now we're in a three game set for who uh, can come away with, uh, with the title. So, uh, as always, we are brought to you by River Creek Popcorn uh, for all of your snacking and movie needs, even during times of uh, hiatus and off season uh how's your, your toast to coming? come hungry and leave happy how's your toad coming uh i am set for tonight as Are well. you? so i'm i'm uh, right. i'm super psyched uh, for uh, i found some of the add uh i gonna sprinkle some other added stuff on it so i'm gonna layer it up
1: uh today too there so you go make it taste however you wanna make it taste
0: but uh what do you think is, of the snow uh too soon uh agree yeah that's the like it's inevitable we're in the midwest <laughs> you know this is this comes every year it's not a shock. Uh, But your your heart dies a little inside when it's October still. Yeah,
1: Thanksgiving Uh, time, it can look like this, and I'll be like, okay, it's fine, whatever. We're not even Halloween yet. This past
0: week, Wausau got three inches. Annoying. Uh, Rhinelander got eight inches. More annoying. Uh, So it is uh, (laughs) ready or not, here it is, and here it comes. (laughs) Uh, But we are about 10 to 15 degrees under uh, where we should be right now at this
1: time of year. Hate it every minute of it. It should be 65 plus right now. I'd be like, ah, loving it. Nope, we're just barely breaking freezing, and I detest it. So, and
0: Amanda is uh, humming she's, Christmas tunes at this point. She's and she's in uh, her glory up there. I'm about ready to banish myself to the basement. I don't think I need to, uh, to wait for that one. I think I'll just do it myself. I
1: understand that one. I understand that. Although she's been watching baseball with you, so you kind of got a winner this, there.
0: This is true. She was, she was, uh, uh too nervous to watch the ending of, of game four. We'll get to I'm that. I'm impressed one. you made it. Uh, uh, that was the type of game, without jumping ahead, that's the type of game that you're only happy with if you're on the winning side. Yep. Then oh. it is one of the best uh, oh, games yeah. of all time. Uh, but you don't want to be on, and if you're just a casual baseball fan, you love this game. Uh, mm-hmm. But the only only person you don't want to be is a Dodger fan nope. uh, uh, for that one. But as, as we look at the first four games, what have you liked about this series so far?
1: They've all been competitive games. The first game kind of got out of hand for the Rays. It wasn't a great start out of Zach. That, that was glass now that first night. It wasn't a great start, and the Dodgers kind of tacked it on, and was it the fourth inning they scored a bunch of runs? And otherwise, they've all been two, three runs, or game three was four, I guess, but, but generally competitive games.
0: Well, and that's kind of the thing. When the Rays have lost, it's been like convincingly, mm-hmm. not yeah. not blowout, not that type, but just the never in it. Oh. Uh, game, like game one with Kershaw, they were never in it. No, that was Clayton Kershaw uh, was on fire, and that, that right. uh, and Glass got got dinged pretty early, and so that game pulled away. Game three, uh, it was just an, an, a run every inning off of Charlie Morton until it was five nothing in the fifth, uh, and, and you never just got back into that game. Uh, so those games were from a a Rays fan perspective on the boring side because you never felt in the game. Sure, uh, but uh, uh, what have you liked? Yeah, I, I guess for me it's the. It has been a competitive series. I think for me as a, as a fan, I'm why I'm happy about Game 4 is because now it's truly made this a series. If the if the Dodgers would have won, uh, and then now you have Kershaw coming in for the clincher.
1: This would be a whole different conversation tonight.
0: Different conversation as, as well as a, a different look on, on the series itself. Then it would have been like the Rays were never in it. The Dodgers had it resoundingly there, and, and then it's, that's it. And then the Rays just go away quietly and then you had last night happen, and then now this is a, a series that, uh, and we'll we'll switch all, all the way into this. We can talk more about what we like about the series, but uh, this gets us into what we were right about. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm still trying to figure out if my head or my heart is going to be right. Because uh, in we my prediction for six, this, right? I said uh, Dodgers in six is my head. Rays in seven is my heart. Uh, and so I'm, I'm curious to see uh,
1: which is going to be right. Uh, as well, at we this point, this. I'm willing to say that I still think the Dodgers will win, but I think it'll go to seven now. I I said game six, uh, I think it'll go to seven because I think that if I'm if I'm just straight up handicap in all three of these games tonight, we have Clayton Kershaw versus Tyler Glass now again, and the way Clayton Kershaw's pitched, I'm still giving the favor to Clayton Kershaw. Tomorrow night, Blake Snell was good Blake Snell until he wasn't, which. You never know when it's going to come, but if it's four or five innings of good Blake Snell, they, they should win that game. And then it's Walker Bueller versus Charlie Morton, and we just, we've yeah. talked about this game sevens, but my goodness was Walker Bueller good the other night.
0: He was just dominant. I mean, if, if we go game by game, you had Clayton Kershaw again. He's a Hall of Fa- future Hall of Famer for a reason, uh, and as we've talked about on this podcast many times, his postseason uh, uh, criticism is overblown. He's left in games just far too long. Uh, is that's usually when the the runs have come off of him, uh, and still his ERA is still very good. <laughs> uh, he's just not Superman. And he's uh, he's been
1: Superman this postseason. Uh, yes. we're at thirty-one strikeouts to yes. three walks. Thirty-one strikeouts to three walks. That's that's incredible. So this this is Superman Clayton Kershaw, and that's that's why they're looking like you know maybe this will be the time they finally win that World Series for him.
0: And then in, in game two, uh, like we huh? said, there's. We, we, each time you don't know, are you getting good Blake Snell or bad Blake Snell? Uh, and this was good Blake Snell. And he kind of got pinched at the plate, squeezed at the plate. And that... Uh, umpiring... I just, sorry, I didn't no, want to ahead.
1: cut you off. The, if we're talking about bad stuff in this series, the Game 3 was great, I thought. Game 3 was wonderful. Uh, some of the umpiring in this series has been questionable at best. The, the strike zone is really strange. It's really wide. Y- you're not getting rid of the argument for robot umpires uh with the way this has gone even last night like yeah the i don't remember who the umpire was but in that pivotal ninth inning brett phillips got like those first couple strikes he got on that at bat were questionable at best like the one that was up and in i was like that's an inch off the plate inside and that's a strike like you're talking about the most pivotal at bat of this game here and you're missing that call so i didn't want to cut off good things but uh umpiring has been rough and uh, definitely some head scratchers on both sides. Mm-hmm. So there's oh, yeah. non calls on, on on both,
0: uh, but still, I mean, it, it's a uh, get your best umpires for the biggest games. Yes, and that should be common sense. But uh, well with Rob Manfred and not everything is, uh, it's mm-hmm. uncommon. We'll get to some uh, of that next week, right? Uh, so when we look at these games, so you had uh, Clayton Kershaw dominating Game One. You had mm-hmm. Blake Snell. Doing Doing enough. enough. Doing enough. enough. That's what he has to do. Uh, And again, here's where we get into what we were right about. I said if the Rays were going to have any shot at this series, Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau have to play key roles versus the Dodgers' right-handed pitching. Uh And uh, welcome back uh, to the MLB season, Brandon Lau. Uh, Because the two-home run game uh, with Snell, uh, you have uh, the big home run in game four. Uh, he is turning it back on exactly when they uh, when the Rays have needed him.
1: Those are his, yes, he's had the, the games they've won, he's hit home runs in. Those are also his only hits, so it's, it shows you just how important right? it is, right? He's had three hits, there are three home runs, and they've won those games. Austin Meadows isn't even playing, right? He's only started one game, hasn't he? He's, uh, again, right now, especially
0: with they're still trying to get his timing back, uh, He's he's not at full strength. Uh, but they're only using him versus right-handed pitchers. Like a platoon
1: right now. Yeah, he's yeah. part of those many platoons right now. So, yeah, they, and another thing we've gotten right is we said these aren't going to be low-scoring games. The winners had at least six in every game so far because the the Dodgers score and the Rays are going to have to score to beat them in even the games they've won. The Rays, the Dodgers got four and seven, so you have to beat them by scoring them.
0: And that's why, and I fully agree even as a Rays fan, that uh, – this tips the scales in the Dodgers' favor. If you're saying, okay, it's going to be about which offense can consistently get you to six six runs, of course you're picking the Dodgers' offense. The Rays are built off pitching and defense. If the games are more lower scoring, that goes in the favor of the Rays. If the games go higher scoring, typically that goes in the favor of the Dodgers. Uh, and uh, so right now the Rays' offense is matching enough uh, though you've seen in the times that they've lost, they've struggled to get there. It's been the the relentless Dodger offense. Corey Seager, oh uh, he just keeps oh stinging the ball all over the field. Uh, their exit velocity yesterday, was, uh, someone on the Rays uh, radio uh, broadcast pointed out that by the sixth inning, the Dodgers had like 16 balls that were hit of 95 miles an hour or more, uh, to the Rays had like four. Uh, yep. So they have been stinging the ball all over the field. Uh, and the Rays pitching, here's the issue. You've had, uh, like, even as a fan, I've, I've put this in perspective of saying, how can I blame them when they w- just went through something that no other team has done in postseason history? They just did 12 games in 13 days uh, with no off days. That's never been done in, in postseason history. Uh, and for a team that relies on its bullpen, they have been out there doing a lot of high leverage innings for a lot of games. They're just not sharp right now. Well, Their arms are being burnt out uh, naturally from this type of thing, but there's just not a lot of gas left in the tank.
1: And the, the, the importance of last night can't be outstated. I'll, beyond the fact that it was going to be 3-1, it was the Rays went to the, the A bullpen, right? And they burned through Fairbanks and Castillo and Anderson, and it was... Down to the fact that now they've all pitched, right? So if you needed them today, are they going to be, they're going to keep losing sharpness or however you want to say it. So that's, they needed that win more. So I think that one can't be outstated how important that to keep it at two to two is.
0: It was, yeah, it was the crucial game for the Rays to, to say that they actually still have a shot in this series. Uh, as well as to, to legitimize them being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've uh, split with the, the Dodgers at this point two to 2-2. Two. You're going down to the last three games. No matter what, this series has to go six games. So you fought uh, hard in that capacity, but now you put yourself in a position where you can win this thing. And I think last night was the shot in the arm, that energy boost. Again, with the onslaught of, of the, the Dodger offense, it'd be easy for the Rays, and they were for a lot of this, playing on their heels. You're constantly on the defensive. We're constantly trying to catch up. This might be the exact shot in the arm that they need
1: uh, to uh, get aggressive here today, and we'll see what happens. Well, uh, we got to give ourselves some credit here, too. We said that the defense was going to be pretty even in this series. The Rays have yet to have an error, I believe. I believe they are four games in. They haven't had one, and the Dodgers have now had one. And, man, was it a pivotal one, right?
0: Yeah, let's talk game four. Uh even if you're not a fan of the, the Rays or the Dodgers, this will go down as one of the best games in MLB World Series history. Uh, and it's already in, uh, let's talk about this uh, uh, its very small company of games like it. Ironically, the game finished uh, in the, the new day on Sunday in Eastern Standard Time on a day that marked 34 years to the day. Of the Bill Buckner game, <laughs> so it is fitting uh, uh, for that anniversary as we talk about errors that end games. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, you have a hit. there was a hit that was going to tie the game up. At least this was going into extra innings uh,
1: from a defensive replacement from a guy who hadn't had an RBI since July. I,
0: how can you not lo- I mean, I,
1: <laughs> romanticize uh, it, yeah. right? How, how can you not, not get romantic, baseball? right?
0: Uh, because this is the scenario that. Any baseball fan in their backyard growing up, uh, we've all done it, World Series, bottom of the ninth, down by, down by one, down by two, whatever you want it to be, mm-hmm. uh, and you're stepping up to the plate with two outs, uh, he lived it. He uh, and what's so cool about this is this is a guy from Seminole High School. I actually went through my first two years of high school. Really? He's a hometown kid. That's awesome. uh, he lost his voice screaming for the uh, 2008 World Series for the Rays, watching it as a fan. Now he steps onto center stage. And uh, this is going into more like Rays uh, history that not anyone would, would know about, but the uh, player by the name of Dan Johnson, uh, he threw out the first pitch yesterday. He's the one who, bottom of the ninth, two outs uh, in the 2010 uh, playoffs when the Rays were trying to come back against the Yankees down to his last strike, hits the game-tying home run, sends that into extra innings. Evan Longoria hits his second home run of the game to propel them into the playoffs. He had another moment like that in 2008 as well. This random player who didn't have (laughs) a a big-storied Major League career, I don't even know if he made it five MLB seasons, uh, but he has some of the biggest hits in Ray's history, and a similar type of player on a a game that he throws the first pitch does that in the uh, bottom of the ninth here. Uh, but in case you didn't get a chance to hear it or anything with uh, just how wild this game was, uh, here's the call from the Rays radio booth uh, breaking down that final uh, that final play.
1: Miracles do happen. Especially in games like this, in the World Series, they can happen. All we need is a base hit. That's it. And the pitch on the way. Swing, line drive, right center. It's a base hit. Kiermeyer around third. He
0: scores the tying run to third base and being waved home and falling down. And now they've got a couple go between third and home. The ball gets away. It's score Rosarita. The Rays have won. I can obviously <laughs> give you my uh perspective on it,
1: but why don't you tell me yours when you saw that play? Okay, so we live in Wisconsin here, and it's eleven forty-five at night at that point. And I'm, this is one of the best. I said, "You're right. It's one of the best games you ever see. It's probably the best game I saw this year, beating that Yankees Indians game a few, a few weeks ago that I was very impressed with." But uh, Brett Phillips obviously was a Brewer. Uh, I remember Brett Phillips. I have an autographed bat of Brett Phillips, so it is sitting up in my room right now. Um, when he steps up to the plate, there, even John Smoltz is saying stuff like, "Oh, you know, you wish you had your offensive player still in there." He's coming in for defense. And uh, I said, I think he got squeezed a couple of those pitches by Kenley Jansen first off. And you talked about how important Kenley Jansen's pitching was going to be. And he was good and was a game two, very good, and not so good last night. And so when he gets that hit, I'm thinking, while we're going to extras here. Now, Chris Taylor... Not usually the center fielder, so I didn't even talk about it. Cody Bellinger wakes up yesterday with sore back because he slept wrong on it and played DH. So Chris Taylor usually plays second. Uh, they put him at center field, which he's done many times for them. But when he boots that ball, I'm thinking, okay, well, is he even going to try to score from first? Or is pretty fast. Now, I don't know. He, his hat comes off. The batting helmet comes off. Is that what tripped him going around third? You know, it was a
0: little bit of everything. It was momentum. It was the hat, and just all of a sudden, he loses his balance
1: and almost does like a somersault tumble. Mm-hmm. And he, he's dead to rights, right? I mean, he's dead to rights at home plate. Chris Taylor hits the cutoff man exactly like you're supposed to do. He hits the cutoff man, and it should be a dead to rights out at home plate, and you're going to extra innings. And it's hard to blame Will Smith. He's he's got peripheral vision, right? We all we all got peripheral vision. He sees the Rosario rounding third. He doesn't know that he's fallen, so he's ready for that swipe tag, but. Takes the eye off the ball. We see it in football all the time. You take your eye off the ball, you look up field and that's when you drop it and he misses it. And yeah, I mean, I obviously I don't have a rooting interest for either of these teams necessarily. I, I have the team that I'd like to win this, but uh just to say it was an incredible game. It was worth staying up for. I would have stayed up later if I would have known it was gonna happen, and one of the best games you're ever likely to see. The lead changes you had
0: mm-hmm. uh for about four innings in a row, it was one score in the top, then in the bottom, top and bottom and back and forth and back and forth, uh, and it just kept going. Uh, and uh, you, it's like two heavyweight uh, boxers that are trading, uh, exchanging blows, uh, and uh, Rays end up on top in the most unorthodox fashion that you would, would see. Uh, I've, uh, as as a fan, uh, I'll sometimes check... Uh, Twitter because it's a little bit quicker than what the the live game is. And so I like to preface myself, soften the blow, if you will. And one of the Rays' uh, reporters just did a bunch of gobbledygook of letters. Oh, yeah. And so made, I had no idea whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, and then this play happens, and then I understood. Uh, yeah, Jeff Passan, uh, excellent article, by the way. If you want to recap, and then also Brett Phillips, now his con- uh, connection here. Uh, and the story, the again the backyard baseball uh, analogy. Excellent article by Jeff Passan on ESPN.com dot uh, today. Uh, be sure to check that out. But he was the one who just posted
1: what just happened. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's one of those. It leaves you speechless. Like that's for everybody. I know some people say you know baseball's not as interesting or as. Heart, uh, not as action packed as football or basketball. Just just watch the last five innings of the Rays versus the Dodgers last night. Like you said, the Dodgers I believe scored four consecutive innings at one point, the fifth through the eighth, and the Rays scored four consecutive innings, the fourth through the seventh, and then and, and then the ninth. And then the ninth inning came, and it, the, the Dodgers looked like they had it. Right? They got. Did they have? He walked the second guy, and then he walked to Reno, who. You mentioned it. The Stars showed up last night. If you have not seen a game last night, Justin Turner was incredible for the Dodgers. He's been incredible for the Dodgers this whole series. He now leads the Dodgers in postseason home runs. You're talking about one of the most storied franchises in the history of this game, and he now leads them in home runs. Corey Seager, you talked about, uh, for your team, Randy Rosarena, we said last week, you know, he's been incredible, and I said, maybe he can keep it going for four more games, and he has. Like, at this point, I'm not doubting it anymore.
0: You you expect it to stop at some point. You don't expect someone uh, who's only had a handful of games in in the majors and wasn't part of this team up until the last about three, four weeks of the season and just goes on a tear. You expect that. uh, We talk about heaters uh, as we (laughs) have uh, throughout the the season here. Eventually, heaters fade. It has
1: to at some point.
0: It has to, and eventually it will, but for him, this is exactly what you want. He still has it going. Uh, well into the World Series, he has now broken the record for most postseason home runs in MLB history. He is one hit away from breaking most hits, not just by a rookie, but by anyone in postseason history. Uh, this has been a heater for the ages, uh, and uh, single-handedly keeping the, the Rays uh, in postseason contention, and then others have rallied around him to be part of that supporting cast. Again, we've talked about Brandon Lau, and hit the, uh, he's not hitting completely on all cylinders, but when he does, they're going a very, very long way. Uh, and uh, they have been able to pull this out. Kevin Kiermeyer's having one of his best. He hasn't been in the postseason that much, uh, but he's making the most of it this Egg-home year. Run last night. Uh, Manuel Margot uh, has been always some sort of play Stepping up whether it's a key hit a key defensive out uh, he has played a, a a a big role same thing with Joey Wendell it, yep. uh, one of those guys that's kind of unsung but just doing a little bit of uh, everything to keep things moving along uh, but still like going back to the Dodgers uh, as as hard as last night was uh, the, the hardest thing and it's the entire Dodger team has to learn what any closer in baseball has to learn. You got to shake that last one off. You have to act like it never even happened and you move on for the next one. Uh, because if you still are dwelling on that game or as any part of a residual effect, you're going to not only losing last night, but you're going to be down three, two in this world series.
1: Yes. Can we? Okay. So we talked about Kenley Jansen last week and I said, I think Kenley Jansen's is pretty good still now. I said he's basically throwing one pitch. He's sort of mixed in the regular fastball last night. But we know the Dodgers are really smart. They have, I don't Andrew Friedman, right? They're a team that uses analytics. Why are they turning to Kenley Jansen here in the ninth inning? Why are they not using him in a less leveraged role? Can you tell me that? Well, you also had the
0: Keeping bias out there for so long, I, right? I, there, like, there were a few head scratchers last night. That for a team that uses analytics, for a team that's used to mixing and matching, and also when you can even just do the eyeball test, that a guy just doesn't have no. it. When bias gave up the big home run, they to let them him give up, out another, there, one. To give up yeah. another one. So that was the. Although, again, I know that we talked about one of the biggest. Uh, weaknesses of the Dodgers, which still is not a weakness in, in the full definition of the word, is their bullpen. That's mm-hmm. where if you were going sure. to get to the Dodgers, it was going to going to be can you connect on them after Kershaw and Bueller and then can you get to that the middle part of that bullpen? And then you still have the up and down Kenley Jensen. Uh, and that's where you need to hit, and that's where the Rays have. That's exactly where it is. They were dominated by Kershaw. They were dominated by Bueller. Where do they get their wins from the rest of the starting uh, starting pitching and then through the, uh, the weakness in the bullpen where they could find a weak enough link uh, to uh,
1: do enough offense to, to get their wins? And that's where we get back to the fact that we're now on this two-game series. So the Rays have all three of their ace pitchers lined up. The Dodgers, we've said, only have – Two super aces, right? Two incredible pitchers. And I said last week that I think the Dodgers two are better than the Rays three, but the Rays have three and the Dodgers only have two, so they need Kershaw and Bueller to win. I would say because in between, Tony Gonsolin pitched Game two, uh, he only pitched an inning. It was the starter thing, and he gave up a I think he gave the home run to Brandon Lau, and that's and only pitched the one inning, and then they went to Dustin May and went from there. And they can I'm sure you'll see Julio Urias pitching relief. He pitched, he started yesterday and was. Very good. He's a very good pitcher. So they can use him in relief, but it's going to come down to I, they need Kershaw or Bueller to I've, They basically did them both to win because otherwise you're relying on Tony Gonsolin, and this is where it's going to be interesting, I guess. Well, well, and, and that's just it. Right now it's uh,
0: quote-unquote strength versus strength. You have the Rays' top three versus the Dodgers' top two, uh, and if the Rays are going to win this World Series, they will have to beat one of Kershaw or Bueller. Uh, they haven't done it in the first round. The final three games, they're going to have another crack at it. And if they're going to go home victorious, that's what needs to be done. Uh, and now they have their three best pitchers who haven't pitched like their best pitchers, as you've seen the mileage uh, wear things down. Uh, can they? Each of these guys are now down to their last start of the year. Doesn't matter what happens the rest of the way. This will be their last start. Uh, so for all of these guys, it's about. Leave, as not to be cliche but just leave it on the field uh, whatever you got left put it out there this is it there's no next game uh does that help any of these guys bounce back uh again Charlie Morton we talked about if, if we get to a game 7 uh, he is uh as much as you can have a Mr October he is Mr. A pitcher version of it? Yeah, he's Mr. Well, he's Mr. Game 7. Yeah, sure. uh, I mean, he has, in do-or-die games, whether it's a Game 5 or a Game 7 in the postseason, he is 4-0 with a 0. 0.46 ERA. Uh, I wouldn't want anyone else. I would rather have him than Kershaw on the mound in Game 7. He just has that going about him. Uh, Kershaw is, is definitely the better pitcher. I'm not trying to question that in any way. But in that moment, in that game, yeah, give me Morton
1: yeah it could be that and that would be a game if you gets to the game seven you want it'll be Bueller right and that would be and I yeah. said Walker Bueller was incredible last night so at this point we're getting it down to the point where we have to decide I said I still take the Dodgers I think it'll get to a game seven now now make your pick harder head here where are we going oh man after last night it's hard
0: not uh, you can to pick go with, hard. The uh, you can pick so, with the heart now now yeah raise and seven raise uh, 7. and in the similar type of fashion as game four. It's not going to be anything you can predict. Whatever it is, no. you will have never seen anything like it. Uh, that's what I think Game Seven is,
1: is going to be in this weird twenty twenty year. It just seems fitting that some of these games are chaotic and hectic. But hey, it's baseball, and we didn't ever know if we were even going to get to this point, and here we are. And it's been a the playoffs have been awesome. I, I really can't complain. And I was worried about the fans, and there's been about a little over eleven thousand in each of the games, and everybody seems to be avoiding COVID. So I guess they got it right there too. One last note
0: on uh, what we witnessed last night, and that's there are only three occasions in World Series history of a walk-off win trailing with two outs in the ninth inning. You had in 1947, ironically, the first two uh, involved the Dodgers. Well, all of them do, but the first two that were there. 1947, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, Game 4 versus the Yankees. Cookie Lavaghetto uh, hits a double, and they walk off that game. 1988 is one of the most iconic moments in all of World Series history. Uh, it's uh, Kirk Gibson's uh, pinch hit
1: home run uh, against. Uh, you were mentioning that beforehand against Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley, right? Yeah, that's what made it so famous. Is well, obviously he was hurt too, right? So he limps out to the mound and then he pulls it down the left field line at Chavez Ravine there and limps around the bases. But yeah, Dennis Eckersley, Hall of Fame. I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, as a relief pitcher. And then last night game four versus the Dodgers
0: now the Dodgers are on the flip side of this Brett Phillips single uh, and then the uh, uh, errors that did you uh, ensued. see that?
1: did you see that he had to have an IV after the game because he couldn't get his heart to slow down or something
0: yeah, it had a, a, a standing heart rate of like a 146 <laughs> uh,
1: so he the boy was, loves uh, baseball there's something to be said about his enthusiasm for the game.
0: So uh, we're excited for the final uh, three-game set that is left here in the World Series, whether it's uh, Dodgers or Rays back-to-back, or if we get to that seven, that seems pretty inevitable, and and especially for the Rays, as fitting as their year has gone from a Game 5 to the Yankees to a Game 7 with the Astros to potentially a Game 7 with the Dodgers. The one thing we can say for sure uh, is uh, this has been a roller coaster World Series, and I'm sure there's more uh, twists and turns that are coming
1: yet in the final set here. It's been fun. Make sure to watch it. Turn it on. You're not going to find – I said, if you haven't – go back and watch game four because you're never going to see a better game than that.
0: We'll look forward to uh, doing a full breakdown That's of right. the World Series next week. We'll uh, break down a little bit of uh, news and notes and, and off-season talk, or things of getting set up for rules for next year, and things that have been decided. Uh, a little bit of recap on award winners and and all the all the sorts. So we'll be back uh, next week to uh, break down all of that. Enjoy the rest of the World Series.